What's up, everyone? This is Cliche, and you're here for episode seven of season two of the Iron Skillet podcast. Today, we got special guest Lynx Hazy to the right of me. Let's go ahead and list off the usual suspects. I got Bull Whip over here whoa, on the whoa, sticks, whoa. doing what he does best. Whoa, all of that. My man Jettalini Tortellini, Jed Johnson, the man, the myth, the legend. Yellow child, he's Hello. tall, he's yellow, he's a truck, he'll Hi. hit you if you're in his way. I'm scared, I'm nervous. Shator Lane, the one and only humble savage, and of course, T-Klim TV on the sticks, doing what he does best. How's everybody doing tonight, man? Trying to make it, man. What's up with you, Vino? You know, I'm chilling, man. I guess we should go ahead and jump into these topics, for real, like... With that. We, we discussed vices not too long ago, and we figured we would throw this on this one. Because I know everybody out there has a vice. Everybody. Uh, me, myself, I have multiple vices. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and list off some and how you can overcome them. Um, if you know me personally, I might come off as a hypocrite. Just take my advice. Don't analyze me too much, you know, because <laughs> you don't grow that way. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I smoke cigarettes. I'm a cigarette smoker. I'm going on 10 years of smoking cigarettes. It is the worst, most disgusting thing. I've met women who are like, Logan, I don't fuck with that shit. I don't even want to kiss you. You're gross. I'll never date you. There's never a chance in hell because I smoke cigarettes. And I don't really care about that, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm dependent on it. You know what I'm saying? And How you feel about being dependent on it, Logan? It's bittersweet. I mean, like... I feel like I need them. I enjoy smoking cigarettes, but at the end of the day, I meet so many people and I consult with them, and they're like, "Yo, we quit cold turkey." Da 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 da. I don't know how to quit cold turkey, bro. It's not happening for me. My life is so fast paced that like I have so many habits that I associate with smoking uh -huh. cigarettes that I can't. If I, I'd have to change my whole life around, like every time I'm in the car, bro, I smoke a cigarette. So I feel necessary to chime in here since I used to smoke cigarettes. Go for it, boy. I didn't go cold. Uh, get quit cold turkey. Mm -hmm. I ended up switching to vaping, and then it was obviously easier to quit vaping than quitting smoking cigarettes. But man, I'm I'm here for you, brother. I'm I hoping you quit. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, bull. That was no help whatsoever. I got a question for you, Log. <laughs> Go for it. Do you want to quit? I would like really? to quit. Like, like, but do you really want to? Like, badly? I think it's 50-50 if you genuinely ask me that question. Like I said, I enjoy smoking cigarettes. It's not because I think it's cool. It's just like it's a stress reliever. Um, it's just something it's that habit. you're used to, for it's sure. Something that I'm used to. Yeah. It's the lifting technique. It's just. A I feel like um, subconsciously. I feel like the hard thing with any vice is like for you to quit it, especially if it gives you something in your life. You have to have a really strong like reason to quit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, totally. Otherwise, every time you have any type of like resistance thrown in your face, you're gonna be like, oh, I'll just you do break it. Break down and relapse. Because yeah. I have friends that like that wanted to quit, but then every time we go to the bar, everyone's smoking. Someone's like, hey, you want a cigarette? And they'll be like, uh, yeah, I want smokers, one. Exactly. You know Exactly. I mean, and so like, but when it came to the point of like, no, I genuinely don't want to do this anymore. I don't like it. I don't want anything to do with it. That's when they quit. It took uh, that. You know what I'm saying? Something like super yeah. detrimental. Like coughing up blood and shit. That's no, not good either. <laughs> I think I've done that a few times, but um, we're not gonna talk I about can't it. picture you not smoking. Like I want, you <laughs> just, like I want you to like be healthier and, and stop. But you know, like I can't. Really always it's got just the cig, part yeah. of your like. What At the end of the day, you got a yeah. yeah. I'm like post Malone, but handsomer, and I smell better. 
There you go. Man, Post Malone's out there. Don't shoot me, bro. <laughs> so therefore, you're, you can't compare yourself to Post Malone. <laughs> but yeah, you're Luke Malone. Luke Getting Malone. over vices is basically just, and I think we try to. I can't even think of the terminology. It's being militant with yourself, and. Um, having good control over yourself too like if you're able to do that that's a part of growth and you know that you're making accomplishments so the sense of accomplishment after you quit something like that is beautiful you know you can go on and you could do so many more things start working out more not saying you smoke it's a this is a generali- uh, generalization for all vices is what i'm trying to say but yeah man is that I your f- biggest vice I mean, I've, it's I got to be. I mean, big vice, I'm asking. Man. Masturbation oh, definitely. definitely plays a hand, too. God. <laughs> Switching it up. Another episode. Switching up. Hey, you have to tune into our late night podcast. <laughs> <laughs> After 12, we 12. get nasty. <laughs> um, yeah, mine's 100% drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it down to, yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, Next two. I don't know. I feel like saying I'm Irish is such a cop out, but <laughs> that is totally a like, cop out. But I feel like it does play some kind of a part. Um, I think it's more of a cop out. <laughs> it's definitely it's a cop out, it. but like no, uh, I don't that. know. It's Yellow's 19. Irish like sips everyone everywhere. sips. Like yeah. everyone drinks. Everyone has a You're drink. Yeah. I just tend to have more nine than one drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel and you. Yeah, it's definitely my advice. I d- try not to drink. On the weekdays. <laughs> <laughs> as like I said, we might, we might come off like, as hypocrites, oh, but that's like not I have, the point. Yeah, I have to work in the morning, so I'll probably have like one beer, maybe, yeah. maybe two. One to five. And yeah. then... <laughs> He's responsible. And then, yeah, I'll probably black out this weekend. Gnarly, <laughs> <laughs> dude. 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 Nobody yeah, definitely. I feel like that's, it's also yeah. just like a... Uh, I don't know if this is just because we grew up here, but, like, it's just there's literally nothing else to do here I when agree. you're a teenager. So everybody goes to house parties and starts doing that at a very, not very young age, but, very you know what I'm saying? Very like, young, in high school, that's the only thing there is to do, and that's where everybody else that you're trying to kick it with is. Yeah, so like, it's like you get into this habit of, like, the weekend is associated with yeah. going out and doing that. And, like... With Logan, when he was talking about you got to be, like, persistent and that kind of thing when you're trying to have change with vices, I think the biggest thing is, like, setting yourself up for success. And I, like, I know there was a time when I was super on, like, a clear path with my goals and everything. It was because, like, I didn't put myself in a situation to fail. Like, if I knew I was going to go somewhere and I was going to be tempted to do something that was going to take me away from what I wanted to do, I just didn't go because I was, like, that locked in. And, like, that's definitely a big part of it is, like, if you're trying to quit something, don't actively put yourself in a position that where you know it's going to be really hard for you to be successful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Don't let it be, like, a like a block, like a get in your way, basically. Yeah, yeah a for crutch, sure. That's what it is. Definitely yeah. a crutch for me. Because uh, people always make excuses. Can't have it become a freaking dam in, you know, your path. Like Hoover Dam or Beaver Dam? Both. both. <laughs> I'm just joking. Both, God damn it. I want to I keep this going. <laughs> Yellow, what's your vices? Man, honestly, uh, what Jet said, alcohol and uh, people's feelings, honestly. What do you mean by that? Uh, meaning that sometimes I just, I go numb to people's feelings. Sometimes I forget they're a human being. Mm. So, so no, no, <laughs> I'm dead serious. No, I'm dead serious. Okay, no, I'm dead serious. So, so sometimes I'll go through something like, 
I will block if some if somebody does me wrong, I'll block it out as if it never happened. Mm. Or I'll forget somebody's if they don't exist. Mm. But when I tell them that, they're like, yo, like you're heartless. And I'm like, damn. I, I do that damn. too. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like I care so much about people, but when you give me a reason not to care, mm-hmm. I forget you exist as a person. That's a vice. Yeah. That is a vice. That's, that's a, a decent very vice. big vice. So that's one of mine. So alcohol and forgetting people exist if they do me wrong. So I can't help it, man. Like that's just like it's that really is a vice, bro. Like no, I'll I look somebody it. dead in their eyes and be like, "Who are you?" Yeah. Like, and I've known them my whole life because they played me wrong. So, Shatora, with you being the perfect peach, <laughs> oh, not what, what oh, possibly oh, could your vice be? Oh, what is your vice of choice? What could Shatora do wrong? <laughs> Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nah, I mean, like I think. All of, I mean, for me, like, I definitely like to go out and, like, have a beer or two. It's never, like, I'm never, like, an excess, excessive drinker. I'm definitely just someone that goes out and I'll have, like, a beer if I go to the bar. And sometimes I would just rather be able to go to the bar and not drink at all. Totally. So I feel like I need it as a, for social anxiety when I go out. Like, it's, if I don't have something in my hand that I'm drinking, uh, and I'm not, like, I'm not a dancer. I don't go busting down on the dance floor, so mm-hmm. and I'm not, like, the most, Lies. like pop in person i'm not you know what i'm saying talking to a million people so like it's just for me sometimes it helps with like social anxiety so that i would say like if i could be more confident to where i could go out places and feel like i didn't have to drink to feel awkward i would that would be a good thing for me you you just are accepting instead of saying no and putting your foot down that would be your advice yeah just you just kind of go with the flow yeah and just be able to like be like you know what i know i feel this way i understand that you're anxious but it's like you don't gotta just live in it you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like you're gonna be fine it's not gonna kill you like you'll be all right we always get caught up in the moment you know if we were to tell ourselves at the beginning of that situation like this is going to be over in two hours like yeah you would have a whole different mindset about how that two hours is going to pan out for sure aside from just like drinking now I got a question. Now, is that more attributed to um, you're just used to whenever you do go out, you do have a drink, or do you think it is because of social anxiety? I think it's. I've definitely experienced moments of social anxiety, like where I did not have any desire to drink. Like I went out and I did not want to. Mm -hmm. Like I really knew I had stuff to do. I didn't even want to be out. Right. But I got in that situation and I was like, oh my god! Like everyone else is hammered and dancing and talking to each other, and I'm just standing here in this corner by myself, and I feel like I look stupid, and everyone looking at me like why are you just sitting there not doing anything so then I'm like I'm gonna go get a beer Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. instead of just like sitting in the feeling you know ain't nothing wrong with that (laughs) I know is it the drink or not being involved I think that I think that not being involved leads to me feeling like I need to go do something and like that's the next thing to do you know and it's never like an excessive thing it's not like I'm like I'm going out and getting blacked out but like it's the fact that I feel like I need to do that my other advice that most people, anyone that knows me knows is caffeine. I am addicted oh, to caffeine. Like, yeah. addicted. The people at Starbucks know me by name. They know your order. They know my order. It's literally ready by the time I get to the counter. <laughs> like, I go there every day. Now, is that a caffeine addiction or a coffee? I think it's coffee more so than, like, caffeine. Because I don't notice that I feel horrible when I don't have it. It's not like, oh, my God, I, drink, I didn't drink coffee this morning. I feel horrible mm-hmm. like good example i woke up yesterday forgot i had a meeting at 11 i had to leave right away i didn't get to drink my coffee but i didn't even notice it 
Um, but it's just like, I don't know. I'm a very routine person. So I think once I find comfort in that part of my day, like if I don't have it, I'm like, oh God, like it just stresses me out. You know? I'm the same. So I got to learn how to like go with the flow a little bit more and not be so like stuck to my routine. I think that's part of it. Well, what about Mr. Bullwhip here? Um, yeah, Vice Lord. Vice City. Vice Lord. Vice City. Sometimes it could be drinking, but I I really don't drink that often. Sometimes I do one or two, but I I don't see it as a problem. Um, probably like spending money on non-essential things. Like I'm really on the go. Like when I get off of work, I'm home, shower, I'm out the door, I'm here at the studio. So like eating healthy is is become a thing of the past which is sad to say, so I'll be doing, like, fast food and whatnot. And I hate it. My stomach hates it. My mm-hmm. pockets hate it. I hate it. But I still do it. So that's probably one big vice of mine. Um, I don't know. I can't really think of any other <laughs> vices. Maybe just being too hard on myself, honestly. That's I, like, set expectations to do things and get things done. And I guess that could take a toll on me mentally at times. Okay. Um, but definitely my pockets be hurting a lot more. Totally. That's a 50, 50 vice though, because it's almost like, yes, we, we all want to eat better, Mm -hmm. but you know that you're like dedicated to a goal. So it's like, how much can you really put that on yourself when you get home and you run to the bag? Like, how can you really say that? Damn, I'm, you know, I'm doing something bad when you're trying to get out of your situation. So when you get out of your situation and you start making more money, then you eat healthy. You're like Uh progressing to different levels. You know the end goal. You don't have to explain that to nobody. So that's why I say 50, 50 with that. That's no, a, I feel it. You know what I mean? No, I like it. I like it. That's uh, a that's a that's a battle I fight. I go uh-huh. back and forth with that for sure. So I feel you on that. I feel like we yeah. all got to make sacrifices and you know. Right. I want to know about Mister T Clem TV over there and what Me his too. vices are. Spooky, spooky, spooky. If he if he even has any cheese cheeseburgers, <laughs> cheeseburgers maybe. <laughs> cheeseburgers that's money. The main vice is spending money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fast food is terrible. But that's all I eat. I'm just like destroying my body with fast food and soda and tastes good. Yummy. Tastes great. Layers. <laughs> Layers in there. Just neglecting my body. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but again you are sacrificing for that end goal. Yeah. Yeah, and and working too hard. Like literally leave work. Same thing Bull does. Leave work, come here, work yep. more. And that probably is goes into ne- neglecting my relationships with people, you know? Cause right. All I do is work, so it's kind of hard to like have relationships. healthy relationships and shit. So totally. can't get rid of me. <laughs> that, that like stems in from like, you know, because we all have these vices. And for me personally, I could care less what it's doing to my physical. Because like Yellow was saying, it's I know what the end goal is. You know what I'm saying? But for right now, it's like bugs me out that I spend as much money as I do on you got to think I'm like cigarettes a day. I drink a decent amount of alcohol, um, fast food, just like you guys, because I'm always on the go also. And that shit adds up, dude. I've been doing my tracking for like the last month. You don't even want to know how much I spend in the last month. It's scary. You be like keeping track of like where you be spending your money. Oh, everywhere. I think that's smart to do. Yeah, that. I just. Keep I think everybody should do that too. And it was yeah. something that I kind of like laughed at when I was like 18 or 19 years old. But now that I'm days that I am, I'm like, wow, I should have been doing this a long time ago. Because it opens your eyes mm-hmm. and it's like, oh shit, I can cut this five oh different God. times a, five different times a week. And it's like even <laughs> just cutting that five times a week you know, saves a tremendous you know, easy amount of money. way to cut all that? Cigarettes. 
The biggest cigarettes I know. It's like 170 a month. I've already done the calculations. Oh, it's sitting over my head. 170? That's a bill. That's, that's a, a that's a that's a 30 days, of, five times 30. 34 packs? 30. That's more oh, yeah. than a pack a day, dog. What yeah. are you talking about? No, it says 30 days. Aren't they five dollars a pack? On average? Like six. Like six. No, I, sp- I smoke expensive oh, ass cigarettes. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, so it. maybe a little less. So you're about 30. I think the big thing is... Scary, regardless. Yeah. <laughs> the big thing is, like, food. Like, if we just, like, made packed lunches every day, like... Meal say prep. you made one for work in the morning and you made, Bro, made, one, and you ma- and you made one for yeah. here. You be paid. You would literally save so much money. Oh, Obviously, yeah. alcohol, too, but, you know, that doesn't seem like an option at this point. Well, you can't that's, like you can't like convenient. meal prep alcohol, huh? You can't meal you prep alcohol. Sure can. No, you can definitely. Me- I'm talking about the money. Uh, well, yeah. Sure. But, but if you, you guys, know, it's things that you enjoy too. Like I'm not gonna. Precisely. I'm, I don't think I'm ever gonna be an full blown alcoholic, you know. But but I'm always drinking. But alcohol. yeah, like I'm gonna do it. I enjoy it. Like it's so cliche, but you know, life is short. So I'm talking like, about master. Logan. I don't want to be a fucking yeah. like. Su- super dweeb like who does nothing buddy here. I wouldn't feel like myself cliche. if I did that like, no I feel you I like definitely. if I just read books all day and painted pictures and went to work <laughs> and then like did nothing you know that would be super cool but like that's just not you. That's yeah, not who you like, feel like. It's out of choice. Yeah. But it's not really like a thing. Like I was going to say, if you guys can take away anything from the vices, and if you have any vices, I'm sure you can determine them yourselves. But make a list of what, what you're consuming over a, a grand period of time and then really hold that over your head, you know what I'm saying? Because the visual and knowing what you're doing um, is incentive enough to, to quit anything that you've got going on. Also... I forgot what I was gonna say. So somebody I take that off. Recognizing my hands. the vices is the huge, is the biggest part. Step is, one. Yeah. Step, step one, one is recognizing the, yeah. what it is, and then you know, taking control of it. Maybe maybe you can't cut it out, you know. Period. But mm-hmm. being in control of that vice, if it is cigarettes, you know, maybe you're just gonna cut back a little bit here and there, or, yeah, or yeah. drinking or cold yeah, turkey will kill you. Exactly. Well, Turkey, smart. Lean yourself. Well, yeah. yourself. It, Your body becomes dependent. Yeah, it's exactly. Like that, that is it right there. But even aside from cigarettes, even if it's like like Sha was saying, social, you know, drinking just just to be social or something yeah. like there are steps or, you know what I mean? That's more in your mind and controlling it. One thing I found that helps a lot, and this goes to like this. I learned this with dieting, like with trying to eat healthy, but like more so than concentrating on like taking something away and like cutting out something out of your life like get in a routine of being healthier and add more to your life you know what i'm saying like add more of something instead of being like i want to do this less be like i need to do more of this other thing and then naturally Ooh, that that's, uh, awesome. that's gonna that's fall away one, yeah so like don't concentrate so much on it because that puts you in a negative mindset like oh my gosh i can't do this i can't do this and then you're continuing right. to think about whatever that yeah. is then you'll smoke a whole pack of cigarettes but if you're like i want to uh-huh. work out I want to work out more. Like, if you work out more, you're naturally not going to want to eat crappy food because you don't want to eat McDonald's after you do a workout. Like, mm-hmm. this is not what you want to do. So think about that, too. Like, what can you put more of in your life? Sha, I think you just, like, helped me out. And head. hopefully you helped somebody out there out because I never Dropping even thought gems. about it like that. Doing more of something else, you you know, naturally you forget, do yeah. less of the other thing. Exactly. Genius. And I've seen that yeah. happen, especially with, like, work and stuff like that. Yeah, thanks, Shator. Moral of the story is, <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> if you didn't learn anything, uh, we don't know what to tell you. And if you want some <laughs> sweet natural honey instead of sugar, is what she said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sweet and low. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, we're bringing it back, and we want to talk about mental health, and I figured that was a great topic to follow up uh, from our previous one that we just did, Vices. And I'm going to hand it off to Mr. Tor Lane to tell us a little bit about mental health. So, like, I think if everybody pays attention to the hip-hop community right now, this is actually a really prevalent conversation. Like, Charlemagne the God just wrote an entire um, book about this called Shook Ones. Mm -hmm. um, and, like... I think, first of all, I want to say that that's a great thing, that people are talking about it, because I think that people used to think that they couldn't say that they weren't okay. And that led to a lot of, like, having to keep everything inside, and that's not good for your mental health. That's not good for being able to deal with anything. Um, but I think I want to talk a little bit about, like, a, something that I just came to, like, a revelation with a story that just happened to me. I think a lot about your mental health has to do with, like, the way that you view the world, like the lens that you see the world through. So everything that happens to you, you have the ability of how you're going to perceive it and Perception, what it means yeah. to you, right? And when you perceive everything as negative and against you and down, that's all you're going to see. That's all you're going to get. You're going to mm -hmm. keep getting that, right? So example, um, last week my I got some, I was going to deposit like rent money and I was actually here because the Wells Fargo is like right next door and I stayed later than I wanted to and I hopped in the car, got halfway home and realized I forgot to deposit the money. So it was in my glove box. I was like, oh, I'll just deposit it tomorrow morning. I got to run a bunch of errands and it was like 1230. I didn't plan on being out that late. So I was trying to get home and go to bed. Um, woke up the next morning, went to get my car. My wallet was on my front seat, and all my stuff was thrown all over the front seat, and my, all my money was gone. So what? Yeah. So it happened recently. Yeah, like a week ago. Wait, the your window broke. We're gonna have to go no, rob somebody. No, no. It was. I don't up. know what happened, but the, someone got in my car. I don't. I always lock my car, but I was. I might have been tired and forgot. But the thing is, I learned a huge, huge lesson that day because for the first thirty minutes. I was so angry, and I was so mad, and I was just blaming, 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 blaming everything on everybody else. And when I took a minute, like, I went out, and I uh, I did my lunges, which is always where I do some thinking, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I realized, like, it's not going to kill me. Like, I have savings. I have money. And, like, my grandmother called me, and I couldn't help but tell her because I was upset about it. She could hear it in my voice, and she was like, well, do you need me to help you? And I was like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't need any help, but I'm just I'm just mad about it. And when I hung up the phone with her, like, I went home, and my sister was, like, looking up security cameras, and she was like, this is what we're going to do. And my brother was so mad. And, like, I took a step back, and I was like, it sucks that this happened to me, but, like, I'm in a place where, like, my grandmother would have helped me if she if I needed it. My my family was going to do anything they could to help me figure out, like, how to get out of that situation. So, like, that's what I took away from it. I took away the positivity. I didn't take away, like, I lost all this money. I took away, like, I lost all this money, but I also have, like, all these people around me that would do anything that they could to help me get out of it. So, like... That changed my entire perception. Your like, perception. Like, it made me go from being like, this is the most horrible situation that could have happened to me to, like, actually, I have people around me that, like, love me, and I'm going to be fine. And that's awesome. If I can lose that much money mm -hmm. and still be good, like, I'm living a pretty good life. So that, your perception and the way that you handle those moments in your life is huge. And if you can learn how to be positive in those moments and you can trick your mind into being able to see that everything happens for you, 
it's going to be a lot easier to get through stuff like that. That's just my, like, that's my little You're story totally and my point. experience. You know what I mean? Um, and I think the word is optimism. You got to have optimism in, uh, in the way you perceive a lot of things. There's, you'd be surprised at how many people out there are closed-minded about certain things. And it'll really, it'll really shut you down because it'll be certain people that you idolize or people that you value their opinions, but they're closed-minded about certain topics. Mm -hmm. So they try to make you think you're crazy for being as open-minded as you are or for being optimistic. And that's not really the case, man. Like, and you got to see the end goal too, the vision. Not everybody sees it. And we've just covered this topic throughout many podcast episodes, but going back to destiny and things like that, like... You know, certain bad things are supposed to happen to you to make you go through hardships because you're supposed to grow. You know what I'm saying? So being optimistic and having a decent perception about everything is really where it leads to nice mental health. Like Yellow was saying, he's cold to certain situations, but that's because with giving all the energy that he did to certain situations, it was negative for him. It was negative. He was like, why am I putting out so much and receiving nothing? So now he's completely cold, and I can agree with that. I'm the same way because if you're not beneficial, it's not helping me grow in any way. That's that's the way I perceive it, like Shatora was just saying. And I've got an optimistic outlook on everything. So if somebody does something bad to me, I'm like, hell yeah, man, because I'm about to go through a hardship. I'm about to grow through this experience, and the next week is going to be perfect. And that's that's the, the way you I live by. You have to trick your mind into you that. You have to trick your mind into Always. it or else you're doomed, literally, because... In 2019, man, there's negative shit going on left and right. You see the news, it's negative. You know, your friends are doing shit. Yeah, your best friend slept with your girlfriend. Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, there's always something going on. So just be optimistic and perceive it in a positive manner, and you should be all right. That like, helps with your mental health a lot. Brett, what do you, I mean, what do you do when shit's not going well in your life? Like, is there anything that you, uh, like, when you, have you ever found a way to, like, to get yourself out of that? My thing, I have to like I have to stay busy, like uh, shit. Pretty much through my early twenties, I just fucked around and like different job after different job and like dug myself into like a mental like just collapse almost. And like I my own was probably like last year or whatever. Like when I moved back, um, I was like happy to be back, but I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I'm twenty six, like. Just, you know, obviously tons of more details that I don't have enough time to speak on. But yeah. I would just, like, um, my thing, like I said, was just staying busy. Like, if I stay busy, then I can't think about mind-fucking myself. If I do something right now, um, if I write a song right now, I'm not going to think about how whatever I'm thinking about is fucking me over in the head. And yeah. I'm just, like, I mean, m mental health is just huge in general, like... uh I don't know what it is, what the fuck we're eating in the United States or <laughs> what it is. That's a huge like, part of it, though. Yeah. yeah, like, it's really just, like, a huge thing. And, like, I would say, like, not even 50% of the people who have mental health even say they do. Or, yeah, they don't or talk about it. Issues. Um, I don't know. It's not even, like, I guess it was embarrassing at some point in life. But, like, if you don't have some type of, I feel like... If you're not messing up, then you're not working hard enough or you're not working. And it's kind of like the same, like, as far as mental health, for me at least. Like, if uh, – I don't even know how to explain this. Um, 
Yeah, I don't really. If you're, if you're, I feel you like if you're not, if you if don't not, go through something, yeah. it almost feels like you're a robot. Like who just goes through? And that's life, happened to me. Like you know? I've taken like medicine for anxiety and shit, and it literally just turned me into a robot. Yeah. I did the same thing every single zombified. day. Literally zombified. Did the same thing every day, and then like, one day I was like, "What the fuck am I doing? Like yeah. I don't even need this. Like I can get um." What is it? Serotonin, like yeah, or like from the sun, I can yeah. get from whatever from good writing feelings music, from like just doing good things or like being myself, and like for a long time I struggled with that shit, and then uh, I don't know, just within like the last year, year and a half, I've just been chilling, like trying to make money and fucking stay positive, and God knows I'm fucking negative as shit all the time. Mr. And Pisces, man, we yeah. still keep you around. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I don't know. That's I guess that's one of my. I really I, just want to. I want to tie in the mental health to the vices because a lot of the times we don't know how to identify it, and we lean on those vices like we talked about earlier, and we chalk it up, and then we convince ourselves that oh, this is okay because this is making me happy temporarily. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people, especially with things at our disposal at all times, instant gratification that we talked about on previous podcasts, like. <clears throat> We get caught up like, oh, shit, this will be fine. You know what I'm saying? I can spend all this money, and I'll be temporarily happy for a week, but we don't think about the end goal. And I just wanted to tie that in really quick. Yellow, what are you What are you doing You're in times where you're not feeling like your mental is in the best state? Like, what do you do to kind of get yourself out of that? Do you have any, like, tactics or? Um, it kind of goes back to, I think it was either last week or the week before when we talked about something. It was just kind of like I said, like, I'm more introverted, so I'd rather be by myself or be around you guys. Yeah. Or it's just my thing is just be around something. If I'm not around people, I'm around something that's going to elevate me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want to be around somebody who's talking about their problems. Or, we all got those. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I don't want to be around anything that's going to bring me down. Like, let's say the whole team was going through a problem. We all going through some shit, family problems, relationships, the list goes on, right? Yeah. But we all take a team trip where we don't talk about none of that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At all. Like, it's all about building. So it's like being around people who want to build you, um, whether they're going through something, uh, through whether they're going through something themselves or not. Yeah. But they can still come together and, like, complete an ultimate goal. So yeah. I'm around being around positive people, um, just, you know, sticking to myself and figuring out a problem. Um, doing things I love, like maybe I should go shoot some hoops or do something or just whatever, like, you know what I mean? So for me, it's just all about, you know, I have to really be in my own mental space. I have to be to myself. Because that's you. the only way I can complete something. I cannot explain something to somebody who doesn't know what I'm talking about. I feel you. I just be, like, worrying about shit that doesn't even matter. Yeah. And then, like, I read, Facts. like, an article probably a year ago, and it was like, you spend 70 to 80% of your day literally worrying about something that... Oh. Fucking doesn't matter. Yeah, or, like or something has, you made up in your yeah, head. Yeah, basically, and it was like, wow. So anytime I feel like shit, I'm like, doesn't even fucking matter. Like, because this is fake. It's yeah, not like, real. This is not even thing. Like, your thoughts don't make you. You know, like yeah. thoughts come and go. Like no matter what it is. Yeah. And like I read that too, and it was like, just because you have whatever, like a shitty thought or whatever it is, like it's not going to define what you are. And just I just kind of went with that and. It's been doing good. That's good. Brandon, what you got? I think I'm the last person to (laughs) talk to about mental health. I feel like I'm really good at putting a smile on and and forgetting about the problems. Yeah. Like like Jess said, he stays busy. I feel like I'm so busy, or at least I stay busy enough to where I like 
forget about the problem yeah until it becomes relevant again and i'm like oh shit i never dealt I with that even, yeah like i mm. i don't even i don't take the time to sort out the problems yeah until it becomes a problem again right. i feel you right. um i've been there I'm terrible at mental health. I've been there. But I, 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 I put a smile on and I keep it moving because the grind don't stop and I, I can't like, either. I, like, really respect people who just, like, nothing bothers them. And, like, they're so mentally strong. I'm like, yeah. oh. But I remember being like that at one point in my life to yeah. where I was, like, so confident and so, like, nothing bothered me and yeah. just, like... But that doesn't mean they're not hurting either. I was about yeah, to say, yeah, so are those the people that just that means that they don't want they don't want to put that well, out there. Oh yeah, to I get where that. But that like, shit, there's yeah. some people that you yeah. can just really tell are fucking like on a whole another level. Like, there's nothing that can affect them. It's and like, it's definitely I don't know, it's crazy. It's definitely from like the more that I read and the more that I listen. It's it's definitely like it's like a muscle. You know what I mean? Like people are like being able to like. Like I, someone called it mental flexibility. He's like, what happens when you're, what happens when your muscles aren't flexible? When something puts too much stress on it, it breaks. Yeah. He's like, you have to have that in your mind. You have to be able to like, when stuff goes bad, like bend with mm -hmm. that and like have your tools and know what your plan is to get yourself out of it without falling into too much of a rut. Trav. You're not getting out so, of this topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he thought so he was. What so what are what are your um what are your thoughts on this mental health topic and um, have you ever had anything you had to kind of dig oh, yourself yeah, out of? I mean, I have really bad anxiety, like terrible anxiety, and I'm on medication for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I started like in high school, and I think it's it's it was part of the reason that I dropped out of high school was my anxiety being so bad. I just didn't couldn't be in social settings and. Um, I would just get really sick and have anxiety attacks and like the worst anxiety attacks and For some reason like once I once I uh, Dropped out of high school and started working and stuff. They kind of went away mm -hmm. And then it was like literally like four years ago um, It came back like Like a hundred miles an hour and finally I just decided to go to the doctor and uh, Talk about it and got put on medication and it actually helps me a lot and I'm still on it today. So medication can help. It's some people it does make them like zombies, like Brett said, but it helps me, I believe. I'm sure it depends on, yeah, like the person and you know, what you're going through. Yeah. So that's why Travis said he felt like something was wrong. So he went and talked to somebody about it, you know, and I think that's what is like the thing that a lot of people don't do. And I know like I've I'm guilty of that. Like I've been in really low places and been like, "Wow, I feel like I don't know if I can get myself out of this, but I'm not I'm too proud to go talk to someone or I don't even know how to." Yep. Like I'm like, "Well, was, how do you even do that?" Like fucking therapist was, break your ass down. Well, I was, I was uh, <laughs> really? going there like I ain't seeing shit. Going, <laughs> and they're like <laughs> going there wasn't the points and you're uh, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> going there wasn't really my choice. Yeah, I was I was forced to go. Obviously, I mean, yeah, you know, because you don't want to go. No one wants down. to go. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to go to talk about their feelings. I can yeah. tell you that much they right did. now. I'm, I'm telling sure. you, you ever feel bad? Go see a therapist. You can come out of that bitch feeling like a hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Hey, try it. Hey, try it. Can you, I ask you something? They hit all the pins. They make you feel. They make you fucking emotional, and then they tell you it's okay, and they, they give hug you. They different. They give you different ways to deal with it. Yeah. Like, they give you. A my thing was like, I felt like I was fucking crazy. Yeah. Like I was like, I feel like I'm insane. Like I'm losing my mind. Mm -hmm. And then like, I haven't been to a therapist in years, but like, 
probably four or five years ago when I went. They're like, you're not fucking crazy, dude. Like, you're normal. Normal, yeah. Like, <laughs> and then that like helped me so much because I thought I was like, fuck. I was like, I'm you going to a loony bin. Judging like, yourself, yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, I'm losing my fucking shit. No, I feel you. But yeah, it definitely anyone who's dealing with issues, I encourage them to. Like, I don't take medication right now. Just trying to stay on the CBD, you know, natural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, go talk to someone, like whether it's whether it's someone professional or not, or a friend or whoever it is. Just talk to someone. Like we're not gonna think anything different of you because you deal with these issues. Right. And if you take medication for it, like even better. Like if you respect them more you, for dealing yeah, with problems. Yeah, you you take handle your business basically. One hundred percent. There's also, and I'm gonna shout this out, like. Um, there's this girl that makes these t-shirts, um, and the brand's called Sprout Your Mind, but this girl, Naomi, in, uh, New York, um, and it's all about mental health, and it's literally all about, like, positivity and bringing awareness, so I definitely want to tell you guys, like, go to SproutYourMind.com, check it out, um, make sure that you guys find somebody, talk to somebody, um, but my man Logue actually just dropped a video this week. Oh yeah, Yo, did you, have you a know. Question for me? I did. Can I ask you really quick? Go for it. Uh, when you saying like you know you dealing with anxiety and stuff like that, I'll sum it up real quick. But with you being so you know renowned and doing um, the videos and doing photography and all that, you know what I'm saying, and you being where you are right now, do you feel like that helped you overcome a little bit of anxiety as well? Because now you're forced to be around people or do weddings or oh, do yeah. Good videos question. and everything like that. Because now you're forced to be around people and interact with them and see what their ideas are. So I'm not saying that you don't feel the anxiety, but obviously it's a little bit you know, yeah. lower I mean, than what it was. So it, I, the, I mean, the medicine does compress it. But I, I kind of force myself in those situations, too, to try and, to try and overcome it, you know? It's kind of like, uh, it's, it's like exercising, I guess you would yeah. say, like, you know, exercising my anxiety to try, <laughs> to try and get over it, you know? To that. I respect awesome. that, man. Thank you for answering that for me. I just had to get that off my chest one time. We have our guest this week. His name is Lynx Hazy. Huh? Heck yeah. Just dropped. When was the mixtape? It was uh 420. 420. The mixtape Links Labyrinth. Links is Labyrinth. Yes, sir. There you go. Out now. Yeah, out now on what it SoundCloud. Soon to be YouTube. You know, we still working. You know, got a lot of shit to go through. I have just a beginning question. Where does the name Links come from? All right, Links came from a bunch of like my buddies back in the day, and they could tall and Linky, so I carried the name Links. That's real. But Hazy was like my name that I created back in like high school, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So instead of just becoming links, you know, I combine the two together and that's that's what we got. We got Links Hazy, you know what I mean? Hazy I think it's very like... unique. <laughs> different. It's different. I ain't never met nobody named Links Hazy, so I was like, yo, we're gonna run with it. I, I think you're so the only good. one out there with it. I think that so. I've that I've heard. I heard you talking the other day. You're like, yo, it's crazy. People I went to high school with don't even know my real name. Like they call me Lynx. Nobody knows me <laughs> by my real name. I ain't finna drop it. Just call me Link. He's like, everybody just calls me Lynx. I was Link like Jeff. Twenty dollars a person cash app, I will tell you his name. Harold. That's crazy. This is government. So and it's really like that though. Yeah. So what got you into music from the jump? Heartbreak. I'm not even gonna front, yo. Word? Heartbreak is what got me into writing music, you know what I mean? You go through a hardship and shit. And I realized that when I started to write and this shit started rhyming. Uh-huh. It's kinda what happened, you know. I just write my life in these like my shit, you know what I mean? What age did you start writing? Fifteen. Fifteen, okay. Fifteen, man. 
Recording off just, of my phone next to a speaker like this, you know what I mean? SoundCloud and shit. I think we've all been there. You know what it is. Yeah. Humble beginnings. Very turn, humble. Turn to humble savages quick. I definitely relate to you on that. Like when you're when you go through a breakup and like you feel like you're losing your brain. Like that's I feel like when some of your best music comes out though. I sometimes. feel like yo, without that I wouldn't be where like anywhere. Without the pain that I've like endured in my life, I wouldn't be half as far as I am right now. You know what I mean? I, feel I wouldn't you. be able to have the resilience I got now to do the shit I do now. You know what I mean? I feel you. Oh yeah. I agree. What uh so the cover is really dope. It's like a maze and like can you talk about the title a little bit? Like, Link's Labyrinth? Link's Labyrinth. Okay, it came from, like, I don't know, man. My life's pretty crazy, you know what I mean? Shit is a maze, you know? Everyone's trying to figure out their life just, like, anyone going through some shit, you know what I mean? My life has been a labyrinth, so, like, the whole mixtape is, like, a mix-up of, like, my diversity and my different problems and shit, you know what I mean? So it's, like, I'm just giving y'all a dose of my normal life, you know what I mean? There's nothing mm-hmm. fake about this shit. It's all real shit I've lived through, you know what I mean? If you can relate, then you've obviously stepped in my shoes at least once, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. If I you haven't peeped his music, I think he he's definitely got like a like a kind of a Bone Thugs vibe. Those what, are my idols, baby. That's your idol. So so who did you look up to aside from Bone Thugs growing up? Like, what were some of your influences? I'm not gonna lie, I love music so much. There's not really much influence. I mean, like, yo, I mean, I could tie that shit into like a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, my influence on the music goes as far from go go to fucking reggae music man there's like there's mm-hmm. no like one influence that i got you know what i mean right so i'm all over the place i'm just diverse i just love music you know what i mean i feel like you are a, a very lyrical rapper um i feel like the reason why i say bone thugs is because of the the harmonies you do throw in there but you still stay in that lyrical realm and i i like that a lot i think it's uh very different from from what everyone's used to hearing See, you know, cadence is a big thing that people love, you know what I mean? When you rap fast, it's all has to do with, like, the cadence and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about, like, no trap shit and doing no crazy shit, y'all. I can keep up the cadence and still speak conscious shit, you know what I mean? That's a hard thing to do, but, like, that's that's my craft. That's what I do. Oh, keep up the cadence and speed up the pace. <laughs> Thanks. Carpe diem, I'm just seizing the day, baby. Oh, shit. I feel like, um, there you go. Shout out my niggas, A. Shout out all my peoples watching right now. Much love, you know what I mean? Shout out the Iron Skillet. And you know it. All these talented faces in the room tonight. We all singing here. I feel like um the project, I mean, you guys definitely need to go check it out because it's dope. Like, No Tomorrow is probably my, one of my favorite ones because there's some of that melodic touch on the, mm-hmm. on the hook, but he comes back in and he's snapping on the verses. But a lot of it is about your come up and like your hunger and like what you really are trying to push for in your life is what I feel when I listen to it. And like what for you, like you put out this project, is this your first like full project that you've first released? First mixtape ever, you know, put together, you know what I mean? I mean, I've got songs for days, you know, this is the first one thing I've ever like threw together. So what for you, like with all of this hunger and all this drive, what would be like for you to level up what would be the next thing that you could reach in your life that would make you be able to take a breath and be like, you know what, like I, this, all of this that I'm feeling is is worth it. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, a nigga just been trying to build his confidence, yo. That's the big part, you know. A nigga been having setbacks due to confidence, you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people don't have the drive to do the shit they want to do due to confidence. So that's a big thing I've been building, yo. That's the next step for me. Yeah. Building my confidence and dropping the shit and just doing shit I know, and you know what I mean. I really don't give a fuck if people like it because I like it, you know what I mean? So. 
that's, that's the confidence be. right there. <laughs> you heard it. You know what I mean? Well, that's something I've been building lately, you know? A lot of people can't do the shit you do, but they got a lot of shit to speak on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. That's 100% but, true. But dear. <laughs> that's always going to be the case with music. Oh Everyone's going to judge you, but it's it is, it's really hard to bear your soul and put it out to the world, and then someone yeah. else is going to judge you for that. Like It's <laughs> so true with music. Everyone will be like, oh, you're just... Stupid rapper. Yeah. Like, da, da, da. Did Bitch, you get on this fucking mic? And yeah, something. do something. It's like Jet. You got to tell sometimes you were just reflecting on your old days, you know? Yeah, exactly. On your wild days, you know? Yeah. I got a question for you. Um, <laughs> so like, is uh, is music is music big in your family? Like for me, like I was young and I saw my uncles and my and my dad and everybody making music and recording, and I think that influenced me and made me feel like it was okay to do that. Do you feel like? Anyone in your family or the people around you have that 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 inspiration or that spark? You know, a lot of people in my family are, like, musically inclined, but they play instruments. Like, I'm definitely a black sheep. I play around with words and shit like that, wordcraft, you know what I mean? I That's my you. big thing. I can't play a damn guitar. Yeah. That's not me, but I can definitely write some shit for you, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. That's where it's musically inclined. I don't know where it runs from in my family, but majority of my family plays, like, instruments and shit. That's not me. I don't know how to play shit. No, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> You're like, I got a pen and a pad. I can, I can make, something, I can happen make something happen with that. I'm the I'm the same way. My dad played guitar. You know, he didn't write lyrics, but he wrote music. But, you know, coming up, it was still influential uh, being around music and Thanks. I think that's what put me on the path that I'm on and I you know it sounds like that's what got you on the path you know subconsciously without you even knowing you you know you kind of just stumbled in love into with it. music man it's the, the culture man I just love the shit it's mm-hmm. everything I've ever been taught from my mom you know it's relieving music relieving 100% being able to spill out onto a beat and just say how you feel and I mean, that's obviously we're talking about mental health, but whenever I'm struggling, I write shit, like you said. So, and that helps a lot. Shit, due to mental health, you know, mental health, everyone struggles with, you know what I mean? It's just like, whether you become positive on the shit you do, or you become negative, yo. You definitely got to stay focused on this up here, yo. Yeah. Carry like- your fart or drop your ass down, pick one. Yeah. I feel like no matter what you do, you're going to be fighting a battle because with, let's say you're you know, climbing up and trying to do something, you're still going to tell yourself that it's not enough. You know what I'm saying? Or even when you feel like you're at your lowest, you're going to tell yourself that I can build up. Like, you're always going to be in a constant battle of telling yourself that you can or you can't and you can and you can't. You know what I'm saying? And keep doing the same exact thing. Same old cycle, man. You got to learn how to break the shit, though. Right. So, um, did you grow up in Winchester? No, I'm actually from Alexandria, Route 1, but I've pretty much been in Winchester my whole time. life, you know what I mean? Yeah. I moved out here when I was like five, so this is this is hometown, Winchester. Well, Stand up, baby. <laughs> Sanchester. Well, like, Sanchester. Um, obviously you just put out your first uh, project that you ever put out, and what do you think is, like, the next step? Do you want to do more videos for the project, or do you just want to just keep flooding and keep recording and recording? Honestly, I just, I want, like, you know, more variety of shit for people to listen to, you know what I mean? Not just one mixtape, you know, I just want to keep this shit flowing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's Everyone loves progress. Humans exactly. feed off of progress. That's what I'm going for is progress. It don't matter if it's a video or a damn song. As long as I'm working Creative. and not being stagnant. 
That's always, I mean, I definitely can feel you on that. I went through a phase where I, I mean, I dropped a video a week, and then when I wasn't dropping a video a week, I felt like I was not doing anything. Like and I was like, Shatori, you need to get your mind right, because that, that was like a phase in your life, but you don't have to do that forever. So, like, I can feel you on that for sure, for sure. Is there anything um, musically, like, that you want to try that you maybe have been afraid to? Like, I've been in... Um, I've had stuff like in sessions where I've been wanting to try to do things or I've been wanting to like, um, maybe try different things with my voice and stuff. Like, is there anything that you want to do more of that you haven't or that you're, you kind of haven't found a way to do it yet? Well, it's not, not that I want to do more. I actually have like broke my shot. I'm very a shy, like insecure ass motherfucker. So like anyone that's going through problems, understand everyone got insecurities. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just how you push it. You know what I mean? Shit's different, bro. Like, I don't even know. Just gotta push the envelope for real. You know, do it. That's funny you said that because the first uh, session he had when he when he came through here, we recorded, brought it again, which is actually the first song on the mixtape. Um, and yeah, he's just rapping on that. And I can't remember what the next song was. Love games, bro. Was it love games, games, bro? He was like, I want to do something different. I'm kind of be singing on this so don't judge me too hard i was yeah. like man take that shit off just do you man yeah, yeah and you know he he got through that and i felt like as he kept you know going through sessions he kept getting more comfortable and he started going more on the melodic you know no tomorrows fall from yeah, grace yeah, type yeah. feel and i just i just watched the come up of of him getting comfortable on the mic yeah sure. being comfortable is a big thing you know when you're recording you don't want to be fucking you know stiff behind the mic because you're like worried about what the fucking person's about to say you know what i mean like you just got to be comfortable like they showed love and helped me out through all out of my hardship in these last four months of mine you know what i mean so it, much love to everyone in this room tonight the whole iron skillet everybody here you know what i'm saying of course that's um, real shit yeah Comfortability, comfortability. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's huge, man. I mean, I remember I went to Pittsburgh years ago and went and recorded in like Wiz's and Mac Miller Studio, and I wouldn't say I was like nervous, but I just wasn't comfortable. Yeah, and, like the songs were okay, but like they weren't maybe as good as they could have been if I wasn't in. You were in the a same different environment. Spot that Wiz Khalifa yeah. and Mac Miller were recording. Yeah, no, just, 100%, like, I don't know. It felt. Yeah, it was just a different vibe as opposed to like being here and i'd act out on the mic yeah See, but that's almost like but the good thing about you know it's really shitty being comfortable sometimes because you can't grow when you're being comfortable when you find people in the studio that get comfortable around that's always good but if you're stepping out of your realm and going to do some stuff you've never done before you're growing yeah so regardless of you you know i may not have been the greatest like you still stepped out there and did some shit that somebody else can't do so you're growing regardless of being uncomfortable or not you know what i mean so but there's nothing like being around an engineer that you trust like me being around brandon like he was the first person to engineer me i was 17 i'm 29 now like i can't imagine going to somebody they could be the best they could they could be doing kevin gates and you know i'm saying uh freddie gibbs or whoever they want to be doing but that's not me you know what i mean so they could be you know fixing everybody else's songs but they might not fix mine to how i want it but knowing somebody like brandon that knows who i am and knows my style and everything i do i'm like damn i'm not i'm not going to nobody else if i don't have to you know what I mean? My songs are not going to be the same because of my comfortability factor and who I know. It's somebody I know. It's my brother. So it's like my brother recording me. Why am I going to go to somebody else who my cousin or you know my 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 uh you know my third or fourth fifth cousin when I can just go to my brother? Like it don't make fucking sense. In sure. the same token, on the flip side, um, that 
uh, relationship between engineer and artist is developed over time. You don't just get that first session. Like, if I get somebody new in here, of course I'm going to help them out, walk them through it, make them feel comfortable. But I also don't know how they like to be recorded or how they want their sound to come out. Whereas with you, I already know what I'm doing. Like, let's get the levels, run it. Right. Here it comes, Let's go. Yeah. Know. All right. Ad libs. Let me turn him down a little bit. He gonna get a little loud. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna yeah, turn yeah, it up. Yeah. I'm gonna yell a little bit. But that that comfortability um, and knowing what the artist wants definitely comes in time. Right. Um. Yeah. I Links totally really really came a long way since brought it again. I swear. Only like Proud. four months in. I've been asleep for like, you know, three years. <laughs> Sleeping giant awake now, so it's first, time to put some work in. First time I met uh -huh. you was uh, when we did the loading track for Logan. Valley Cat, baby. Uh, same. Yeah. Same. If y'all haven't peeped that, Logan actually pulled a bunch out. of us together um, and made a video. It was really dope. Got a verse from everybody on the same beat. And that was the first time I ever met you. And I can remember being like, you're just, your flow was just completely like you attack the beat in a completely different way in a way that i couldn't even like i would never think of to do so like i don't know props to that dude on that yeah my thing with that shit is like i'd be nervous to push it out like that because you know sometimes i feel like i gotta dumb myself down for people you know that's something i've been building 2k19 is not to dumb myself down for nobody it's not my fault that you're not on the same wavelength exactly. as me yeah i'm sorry yeah 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 i can't be humble forever because you got feelings you know <laughs> exactly and like it's not like Kendrick or anyone who's real conscious and they'll never dumb themselves down. Yeah. And still, they're on these huge platforms, so don't ever do that. Never. Don't ever do that. Just be you and just speak whatever fuck yeah. you know. You know what I mean? And that's what I've been focusing on instead of, uh, you know, changing everything that I know about myself. You know what I mean? No, nah, I've done that before. <laughs> Didn't work out very well. Yeah, I'm still by myself and doing this shit. You know what I mean? Nah, but like... I feel like, yeah, you're happier... Now, being Facts. able to make music and being able to express yourself and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And Always. Not, and not even knowing it, like, you you are setting an example. You're becoming an influence, you know what I'm saying? Just by playing your part and being you, it really, it, it sets that precedence mm -hmm. for other people to do themselves also, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I mean, we do the same thing, but you... I think it's really big when you do it, and we get other people in the town to do it too, Link. So it's pretty different. It. I never knew, like you know, I had influence on the music shit until I started dropping it again. You know, I've been gone for like three years. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool seeing people hit you up about the music. You know what I mean? A hundred. Been gone for three years. <laughs> Nobody gave a damn then, but like, mm -hmm. yup now. Again. But it's all love for me. I always show love to every artist out here, yo. It's much love. hundred percent. Big facts. Do you Keep um? Do you have the desire to do any shows like? That's like another uh, shell I got to break, you know what I mean? Yeah. That has to do with the confidence shit I was saying earlier, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I struggle with uh, confidence with myself, so, yeah, definitely doing shows is the next thing coming up. I've done them before. I just got to get over my uh, myself. I'm my biggest critic, like everyone else. I feel you. It's probably like Travis said, like, he has to exercise his anxiety. That's probably That's a, nice. lot, a lot about what it is. Like, you, you get out there, the first one might not be perfect, but you get a little bit more confidence underneath your belt, and then, like... One thing that I like about that is it's like it's a way to people to spread your music to people in a way where they actually get to experience who you are as a person and Thanks. then they fall in love with who you are as a person. Like you can't necessarily do that through a music video, you know, and that's real. I mean, like when I've seen a lot of like everyone in this joint perform, a lot of the artists out here perform is like, yeah, 
I've grown attached to them just because I watched them live, you know what I mean? Like, it's different. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, like, it took balls to get out there and do that. A lot of people can't even do that. A lot it of people does. be shook and walk the fuck about the building. You yeah. know what I mean? No, for sure. So standing strong on your 10 and just doing this shit is, like, a big factor and a major respect thing in my life, you know what I mean? So yeah. I got to get there in my lifetime. So... This next topic we want to kind of touch on, I felt like was super relevant with all of us being artists, um, all of us that are super active on social media. Uh, we just talked about how you didn't even realize that people were paying so much attention to what you had to say with your music and how you had so much of an impact. And like recently, the word influencer has become like kind of like a clickbait term and everybody wants to be like a social media influencer. And there's a difference between being an influencer on social media and actually influencing people or being mm. influential on people, right? Um, and I kind of wanted to talk about that. Uh, it was kind of something that I was reading where people were kind of explaining it in a way where, like, a lot of the big people on social media that are, like, influencers, they post, like, these sick cars, mansions, they're flying all these different places, and they're everything on their Instagram looks perfect. Like, their life looks perfect. It looks like they're at a level that you don't even know how you're going to get to, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, that might inspire you. That might, like, make you feel like, oh, I want to get there someday. But, like, if their life looks completely different than yours and down. perfect— that's not going to inspire, like, that's not right. going to influence anything about your life. It's not very humbling either. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. just like, okay, so you're perfect and I'm not. That's not really going to make me feel the greatest. So I think, like, something to keep in mind is a lot of the people that really have an impact on the world are people that show and talk about the reality of their life, like, the good times and the bad times. Like, a lot of the, like, examples that people were throwing out like Michael Jordan, he's like one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But mm -hmm. he consistently talks about how he freaking didn't make his high school team. He talks about all the sh like the buzzer beaters that he didn't make, and like that being the reason why he was so like hungry to work harder to mm -hmm. get the rings that he got. And like that to me is inspiring because that's something I can relate to. I can relate Facts. to falling down and feeling like I am not where I want to be and trying to dig myself out of that hole. It's like an underdog story. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Exactly. And, like, I feel like if you're if you're posting, and I'm not saying you have to do this or don't do this, but I think that keeping in mind that, like, if you're really trying to have an impact on people and inspire people that maybe don't sh make it look like everything in your life is so perfect. Like, if something is going on and you're going through something, talk about it. Like, this what we just did with mental health like we just mm -hmm. sat here for 20 minutes and talked about some of the things that we all struggle with so now someone's gonna look at us and be like wow well they have problems so well, yeah it's okay for us to have problems it's okay for it's us it's okay to it's, not be okay yeah it's funny because Make i've been relatable. doing the research and i've done it before i've never got my hands on the actual book spencer diaz actually introduced it to me when i was living with him around the time of fallen angel the 48 laws of power actually states that i'm not sure which law it is but it was like don't come off too perfect because then you create silent enemies which yep. is you don't want that to happen you want to you want to be down to earth with people and really leveled with them don't don't keep your nose so high in the air um and just know that you're an influence know that you're playing your part and by doing that it opens up so many different doors for people 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. 
And, like, I don't know, I hear it a lot about the people that I look up to on social media talk a lot about, like, talking about your losses, like, posting your L's. Because mm-hmm. people need to know that you take L's, too. Like, just like, the, like everybody else, you're human. Like, mm-hmm. if you only post, like, when everything's going great, like, then people are not going to be able to relate to that. Because nobody knows what that feels like because that's not reality. You know what I'm saying? So, like... I don't know. When I think about it with, like, music, sometimes I'll hop on my IGTV because it's a little bit easier for me. I can just make a vertical video and talk, and I'll be like, yo, I'm trying to do this right now. This is what I want to do, but it's not really working out right now. I'm still going to make progress. I'm still going to set it as a goal. I'm still going to try for it, but, like, I'm a little bit frustrated because I'm trying to get somewhere, and I don't feel like it's happening. And people will like super like comment on it and people will talk to me i'll run into somebody and i think that nobody watched it and i'll run into somebody like yo i saw your igtv video like how's that one song that you were working on coming mm-hmm. it sounded good i know you didn't think it sounded That's good but right it did that is big yeah you know what and I mean? it's like i don't know like it's a double-edged sword for me because i'm so prideful to a point to where i don't want people to know because i feel like they're like haha Logan's down, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And at, right. the, at the level that we're on, you know, not to be arrogant, not to have my nose so high in the air, being cliche and being me in the iron skillet, there's no time for failure. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like by by holding myself and being an influencer that I shouldn't make mistakes. And I guess that goes back to mental health and being hard on myself, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I shouldn't be so hard on myself. But definitely a double-edged sword because... I don't like to take any L's. I don't like it to look like I took any L's, especially with uh, other competition around and so on and so forth. I feel you. And that's definitely, like, every, you know, person's preference. I think, like, the one thing that I did write down was, like, whenever we're... Think about, like, a song that's touched you in a way, like, it's your favorite song. Not like a, Not like it's a hit. Not like something that you just rock out to, a song where you're like, "This is my, this is my jam." Felt this, I feel this. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel it? What about that song makes you feel like it's so hard? Completely relatable. relatable and it was kind of degrading. It was kind of degrading, and it was pure honesty. So I guess that's a good. That was a really good analogy. Yeah. And I guess if I did a little bit more of that, people would rock with me. Might not be the people I I assume that are supposed to rock with me. But throughout the world, yeah, because the world is so big and we forget that at oftentimes. But a lot of people probably would rock with me. Like when I think about the dude who I think is like, he's a master at this. And it to the point that it makes me mad because I'm like, how did you think of that? It's like Drake. Like Mm -hmm. he writes songs in a way where I'm like, damn it, if I don't feel exactly like you feel. (laughs) And you said it in such a simple way. And I, how come I didn't think of that? Like when he said like... Like, Marvin's Room is, like, a good example. Everybody has felt that way when you're hammered and you're in your feelings and you're like, mm-hmm. damn, like, I kind of miss this person. But I'm about to try to hit them up, but they're not having it. You oh, know what course, I mean? Yeah. So, like, I just think, like, I try to also think about that when I'm writing because I don't know if you guys have ever felt like this, but sometimes I'll be writing and I'm like, why am I trying so hard to make this sound popping or sound good when, like, you should write when what I'm, you know. Yeah, just write what you're write, feeling. Yeah. Like, be honest about what you're trying to say. And, like, that's what's always going to resonate more. You know what I mean? Those are always the songs that, like, go like this. And it's like, I didn't even try because I was just being myself. I was just saying what I felt, you know? That goes back into, like, playing your part and the and perception you have. Too. Because 
often we we perceive ourselves as somebody different than we actually are. You know what I'm saying? We might have a different role than other people that we idolize are. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants, not saying that we're all focused on material items or anything, but we want what we've seen and what we've been exposed to. That's what we're chasing after. So to accept the reality that that might not be the path that we have to walk is kind of like, it's a hard thing to grasp because let, let me give an example. Like, you know, there's a, who's a popping artist, Cardi B, and then you've got a Joyner Lucas type cat. You know what I'm saying? Cardi yeah. B is like who, w whether it's woman or man, Cardi B is who everybody wants to be, but some cats fall under the Joyner Lucas line. You know what I'm saying? And he gets, he gets discredited oftentimes because he doesn't appeal to the masses in certain senses, but by being Joyner Lucas, he still influenced me to write certain songs. I remember listening to Ross Cappuccelli like, yo, this dude is <laughs> on one right now. You know what I'm saying? And... That's really the only way I can explain it is just like the perception of what you have and who you think you are and who you really are. So know yourself. No, 100%. It has to do with experience too, you know what I mean? Like you guys were talking about Drake. He's got experience and, you know, lived a bunch of shit we never lived before, you know what I mean? 100%. So that's a different age, walk yeah. of life. So like, you know, you can't relate to that because no one's really been through. That's why you can't think of the same ideas he's got, you know what I mean? Degrassi, Degrassi, Degrassi. I really, <laughs> really want to take the time because I analyze Drake a lot, especially with um, Kanye being one of my favorite artists. If you really listen to Drake's career, man, some of the shit he says I just know is aimed toward Kanye. Not, yeah. not trying to start any controversy or anything, but it's just like, wow, he was saying this whole time about his own mentor and low-key, his mentor was shitting on him the whole time, you know what I'm saying? Drake, Drake prevailed is what it sounds like to me. So if you never picked up on that, I suggest you go back and listen to Drake's last three albums. He really kind of shits on Kanye. And that's not me saying that I discredit Kanye for anything that he's done because he's still a boss, but it's just crazy to see, that, to see that happening. The picture. The picture of it is like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Not everything that glitters is gold. Not everybody you idolize is the, the biggest person in the realm. So. I think a lot goes on behind the scenes, too, yeah, that nobody yeah. knows about. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. sure they've had words or this or that. Yeah. But back to the influencer thing, I feel like those that are the most influential are the ones that aren't necessarily trying to be influential. They're more so just being themselves. Like you said, they're they're showing their flaws or, or showing their losses as well as their wins. So that makes it more relatable. Um, but the ones who are out there trying to be an influencer, like you mentioned, flashy cars, this or that, they're trying to influence people into thinking they're whatever it is, richer or or trying to get people to want these things. I feel like, well, to me personally, it doesn't influence me to do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. sure, you're flashing some diamonds and this and that or whatever, but you're not influencing me to go get richer. You know what I, I mean? I feel you. Yep. Or buying some scheme. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely envy yeah. for sure. Purposely envy. Like, it makes you like, like, damn, I got to live this way in order to be like, yo, like, this is the cool status everyone's on. Like, that shit not realistic for everybody. It's mm -hmm. not. And no one knows what you got to do to get there. Yeah, <laughs> coming exactly. full circle, like and like, like a lot of people have talked about how like that being on social media all the time and seeing, thinking that you're missing out on life and that pe everyone's living better than you plays into your mental health. Like, oh, oh yeah. you're always behind, right? You are missing out on life Keeping because you're in the social media. <laughs> you're right. You're in your phone. You are missing out on life. Purposely a downer. You're right. You're <laughs> Why right. are they in Cali? Why are they in Costa Rica? How'd they get to Cuba? Like, what the fuck? And the people worry about like, where you oh, finna go. Not <laughs> knowing that they can save up a couple paychecks and not go downtown yeah. for a couple weeks and save up. 
but they're exactly. going to spend $100 a week downtown, but not even mention it because it's mm-hmm. their vice yeah, when they can save 100 advice, a week yeah. for two months and then go to Costa Rica. But what do I know? Nah, yeah, you're right. I Just mean, ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is definitely bliss. Fuck the uh, other side. People do mind yeah. stuff all the time to take their mind off stuff, but yeah, man. I think there's times where where we overlook the fact that in some ways we are influer, influencers mm-hmm. or we are influential to some people. Um, for example, like we have been doing these um, uh, give back kind of things. You know, we do the community events and this and that. And I feel like that inspires other people to want to give back. So in a sense, we are influencers. But there are times where we overlook that fact and, you know, might say things that you don't necessarily mean and you don't realize that somebody out there is looking up to you and watching you. And I I think we all need to be mindful of that. And uh, the viewers at home that are listening also need to think about that, too, that their influence reaches more people than they might expect. You don't have to be famous or on social media flaunting or this or that to be an influencer you could be an influencer just as a big brother or sister you know yeah totally 100 percent. it's probably more so where you're gonna be Mm -hmm. more of a positive influence is just like who you are every day and like i just kind of wanted to touch on that topic because i feel like it's super relevant with us having a podcast, us being very visible in We're social media, yeah. you know, popping. yeah. So it's like just opening that conversation. So people, you know, to talk about like, Hey, maybe you could, if something's going on, maybe you can post it. It might help give someone else some advice mm-hmm. or let them know they're not by themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely something I've been, I've been thinking about a lot more. And then the people I look up to in on social media do that. So I'm trying to do more of that. Definitely. Um, on my timeline and just with everything. So I think it's going to help things grow. I think it's going to help things grow. Yeah, and definitely I've been hearing a lot more people reach out to me like, yo, man, podcast was lit. Like I learned a lot. Definitely appreciate what you guys do. So we got to understand that it's all a work in progress and it's not going to happen overnight. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody is completely accepting of what we're trying to emit off to them or put out into the air because Be open-minded. it's a lot of pride. Yeah, closed-minded. Um a lot of envy, but you know, we stand. It's not supposed to touch everybody, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it's just like a Jordan Lucas song or Eminem song. It's not supposed to touch everybody because not everybody grew up in a trailer park like him, you know what yeah, I'm saying? No, but for sure, I think um, what we say definitely hits certain people the way it needs to, and open minded people are gonna perceive it, yeah, the way they need to perceive it for that time to mm-hmm. put it in and in, into their life. Yeah, we're That's learning every day just like everyone else. Yeah. But a lot of people don't see that whenever you see someone on a podcast, you know, and think everything is like amazing and they like, yeah. like, no, like everyone got hardships, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone kinda, going through some shit. Not mm-hmm. to make it about me, but in, in the newest songs that I've been writing, I'm definitely putting that out, like you were saying. And that's what I thought as soon as you started bringing that up, Shatora. Um, people need to see that because they do it oftentimes perceive you like, oh man, everything's perfect. Everything that glitters is gold. And it's like, it's not the case at all, bro. Not even close. Not at all. Pete behind the scenes. (laughs) It's it's bittersweet though. I don't know. You don't always want people to be like, oh, he came from this. He came from this. Like, sometimes it's just good to be a mystery. I think, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody needs to know and clock you with who you are and where you came from and 
Where Not everyone been. has the right to know that neither. Precisely. I think that's true. I, I got a little, I'm going to end this with a story that my dad told me when I started the Sunday 16. This is this was him dropping gems on for me. I remember I was so obsessed with subscribers, and I was like, I want this many subscribers. And I have it on, I have it recorded on my phone because I used it in the the Ooh um, remix I did like years back. But he was like, sure, you might not have five million people subscribe he's like you might only have 150 but he literally had his hands like this he was like but those 150 he was like those are hard as steel he's like those people would go to bat for you day in and day out he's like you don't want five million fake people Mm -hmm. you want 150 people that would do anything for you and i was like True. I've heard that story before. It's true. true. Shout out to Flu Game. Shout what up, Flu so Game? I love you, man. Next time I see you, I want a hug, man. Shout big hug. 45-second hug, Flu Game. Yeah. Tired of your shit. I want a hug. So. Trav, you want to chime in on this influencers before we uh, throw shout outs? The uh, only thing I want to talk about is, like, um, I wish that people who, like, have a voice, like celebrities, realize of how much they're influencing people. And, like, maybe if they did realize they would stop doing the stupid shit that they actually do and do something good to influence mm-hmm. kids or young people to do something good. Instead, they do stupid shit. I, it pisses me off. I'll and chime in on that. Yo, too. they know what they're doing. It has to do with marketing, you know what I mean? I was about it, to say the same thing. You know what I mean? You got to be ahead of the group. Either you a sheep or you the motherfucking the hunter, you know what I mean? So it's like the a wolf. lot of people know what they're doing, and they know what they're getting themselves into is whether or not you pick up on it or not. You gotta think, man. We Ignorance we we are very gifted in the aspect of like we we have the opportunity to be around other like-minded people. Like ninety percent, if not more, of the population is they just don't know what the hell's going on. You know what I'm saying? They want instant gratification. They idolize certain people, like like Links was just saying, who are focused only on money, revenue, and marketing techniques because it puts money in somebody else's pocket. Half the Facts. time, it ain't even going in their pocket. It's just they're marketing. making money. Yeah, marketing. They don't want us to win, man. It's whether or not you wake up and see what you know is going on around you. You know what I mean? A lot of your, your famous people know what's going on. It's whether or not say, you know what's going on. Yeah. It's up to us to, to pick up. To you know, to pick up and be the exactly. good side. You know, Whether because you know what's going on or not, once you sign a contract, you gotta pretend you don't know what the fuck's happening. Facts, man. You end Most of them have their name on the dotted lines where they can't say shit. And if you do, I mean, Cut. you might, yeah, you might fall out like you know Prince and Michael Jackson. And it's it's hard happening. to fathom, yeah, but shit like that. Don't goes cut my on, neck, man. Shit like that goes <laughs> on, bro. I always think, I always preach to people too. If you were in a position to hold that much power and that much wealth, you would do whatever you could in your power to maintain that. And Facts. I think that now, just with my self-image and my brand, like if if somebody ever tried to deter me from what my goal is, I cut them off completely. It's a privilege to be around me. It's a privilege to hear the gems I drop. It's a privilege to spend time with me, because I'm not gonna sacrifice. I'm not gonna give up anything that I've built for someone. It was temporary in my life to to take any of that away from me. So put yourself in the in the shoes of the elite for a second. Why don't you? <laughs> don't kill your dreams can over I, someone who I, ain't got them. Can I try them shoes on? Of course. Might be <laughs> he said, can I try them shoes go, on? Yeah. <laughs> nah, them dusty. I'm good. Oh, <laughs> they call my chucks dusty. Now everybody. We lady. Oh, boy. No, that's you, dog. Like, like you are Chucks. Like, if, if you were wearing J's like me, I'd be dusty. like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> like, wrong with what that happened? out of place here. You changed. Not, deadass, I only wear Chucks because Kurt Cobain, one of my biggest idols, always wore Chucks. And he didn't have an option. He Taylor was, like, homeless. And Taylor Gang, too. Well, that was after the fact. But 
He didn't have an option, bro. He legitimately just like chucks were cheap and he wore them and it's a lifestyle and it's not a choice or a fashion statement for me. So For sure. Logan said I get 37% of Stanley and Vina Rache. Love him. No. <laughs> Much love. Had to add that no, in there, you know. Let's do shout outs yeah, real quick. Shaw, what you got? Shoot, I just want to say just shout out to, I mean, everybody that's out here tonight. Shout out to OG Naomi. I'm telling y'all, go check out Sprout Your Mind. Also, hey, check out my man Link Snoop Tape. Uh -huh. Yellow? I want to shout out the whole Iron Skillet, and I want to shout out Lynx's kids. I want to shout out Aries and Aurora and Mama Sheeler. You heard what I'm saying? They know what it is. So I'm shout out the whole squad. You dig what I'm saying, man? So 100, bitch. Lynx? Give it to them, Lynx. Uh, I want to shout out anyone who's going through hardship right now. Keep your head up and, you know, keep grinding, you know, stay on your shit, yo. Don't let something hold you down, man. It's all about where you go with it. That's, That's my big thing, for real. Hazy life, baby. Same thing like Lix was saying, man. Shout out anybody who's going through the struggle right now. I want to give a shout out to my, my job. I want to give a shout out to both my bosses because without them people, I really wouldn't be who I am today, uh, even if they've only been in my life for a small amount of time. Shout them out. Shout out my Iron Skillet brethren. Shout out T-Clem TV. Shout out my man Benny Bangs. Uh, Darion, Shator's brother, for doing his family shit. I uh, love him for that. That's big. Uh, That's big. Damn, cool. low getting a raise. Goddamn. T-Clem, yeah. what you got? Uh, shout out <laughs> all the viewers who keep this hey, shit we'll going. Skip. The viewers, yeah. exactly. The shout fans. out y'all. You keep this shit going. I know, but they keep it going too. You know, we we wouldn't do this if nobody watched. Well, we probably would, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. For Hell watching. yeah, we do it. Yeah, you and listening. Be the most. Appreciate y'all. Hey, shout out to everybody who I've worked with and everybody in here has worked with along the way. Links Hazy in the building. His new tape, Ooh. Links Labyrinth, is out now. Go peep that. Fall from Grace, the new music video. Shot by T. Clem is out now. Go peep that as well. We'll be back in two weeks. Big whoop.